welcome to the Forward Thinking Podcast. It's Chrissy here from CS2. And I'm here with Charlie. Hello. Welcome, Charlie. Always nice to have you on. <laughs> Again. Nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, today, we're going to be talking about a topic that's top of mind right now. And maybe by the time this gets published, I think we'll be too. But um, really, how MOPs can help during an economic slowdown. Um, or really when some companies are looking to kind of get more efficiency across their team. So whether that is your budgets are being cut, your team is, um, you know, you're maybe trying to be more mindful of the growth across the company, um, but how MOPS can actually maybe maintain your momentum, which is key in marketing just through that time. Um, and make things more efficient. So you had a post on LinkedIn that I mm-hmm. thought did really well um, talking about those key points. And maybe just to kick it off, could you just add a little bit of background on kind of why you posted it and kind of what's this, what was the reason, like the inspiration for that? Yeah. And I guess I know this podcast is going to go out in a month or two, right? So yeah. today the date is June 8th. So I think, you know, who knows what's going to be going on when, when we actually post this. Um, but obviously right now there's been quite a lot of layoffs kind of yeah. reminiscent of early COVID days. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of talk about an economic slowdown, a lot of talk about the tech sector suffering maybe disproportionately um, within this economic slowdown, uh, especially like VC-backed companies that are reliant on funding. Um, and, you know, there's a million things you could talk about in that uh and you know there's thousands of articles online so i'm not going to go into all of that but the way that it kind of relates into marketing operations so for years now especially the last two yeah there's been this incredible thirst and appetite for growth and marketing ops has always positioned themselves as and we've done this too as like a growth enabler like we're here to help you grow we're here to help you go from 100 people to a thousand people or 1 million in revenue to 10 million in revenue. And, and, you know, we're here to help you scale your marketing programs. We're here to help you just do more and more and more and more and more. Um, and that's great. Um, but there is other parts of marketing ops that maybe aren't so don't like don't require growth, um, where, but you can still provide value. So that's kind of my point. We can help companies scale up. We can help companies scale down. We can help companies maintain. There's lots of ways that marketing ops can provide value. So I think hanging our hat on the growth story was great for a while. Um, but we also need to now be very clear about other ways that we can help businesses. And that will protect our jobs and protect our livelihoods and protect the, our MOPS teams. And, you know, I, from my just like casual observe, observant um, recently, this isn't scientific, so I could be wrong, but like, what I've noticed, like most people seem to have been okay, maybe because the teams were so under-resourced, like even during the hiring boom anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. you can't really make them any smaller. Um, so which which is which is good. Like I always want most people to stay employed, obviously, and companies are going to really suffer. But like, I guess the point of this podcast is how do you position yourself to make sure the company knows that you can help this company in multiple ways, even if the company is having more sluggish growth um and just protect and kind of really articulate that value yeah totally i think the end goal is always just like revenue growth but i think with that companies just you know 
uh, lean into just like the grow at any cost kind of thing and see how, you know, they have all this funding and what they can do with it. Um, but mops can actually maybe help with like maintaining that revenue growth or at least not making it like slow down as much, um, while still maintaining like smaller resources, less resources. So yeah. And um, one thing actually, I mean, cause revenue growth is important, right? But yeah. you know, to get a return profit, on investment, profitability, yeah. you know, you can either improve revenue yeah. or you can help cut costs. Cut costs. Yeah. So like mops can do both of those things yeah right so like this is some of we got some ideas for that in in our five ideas but just just to be really clear right like if a company's struggling to grow revenue pivot and help them reduce costs yeah so yeah yeah no that's a great point all right so first point um that you had was uh do more with less through automation and operational improvements um so yeah, what are what are some of your thoughts around that? And I can add on too, but just want to hear. Yeah, this. I'm interested, interested to get your thoughts as well. <laughs> but um, so, you know, obviously some companies going through layoffs, right? So you mm -hmm. have to do more with less. And if you are a team, a MOPS team or a MOPS team of one, and you have been in the unfortunate position where you've had, you've seen colleagues get let go, you know, now it's on you to figure out how to make this company still be successful with less people mm -hmm. and like the ease like the the word you know that you would use with that potentially one of the options is automation right mm -hmm. like where we've got platforms we've got tools we've got skill sets that can automate things and where maybe we threw bodies at it in the past like how can we figure out a really smart way to just make this easier yeah I, I talked about it on um, a post that I did too, but I do think that although sales is really important, I do think that some companies like invested a lot or over invest in sales. If you look at like they'll maybe spend 20 million just on like their sales team, teams even, and then you look at like the spend and marketing and it's like just a fraction of that. And so I think now, unfortunately we are seeing like salespeople getting let go during this time because that is like a people cost. And, um, but I think too, th that with that, you can maybe think about what, what were some of the inefficiencies before? Like were some of those people there and doing things that didn't really provide that much value, like sending over a ton of MQLs that didn't really want to be followed up with and like having a human do that. So mm. I think there's a lot of things that we can, be creative on around that even kind of match up to the customer experience that people want right now too, which is like, you know, having uh, prospects really do the, uh, you know, learning themselves and education um, and then try to put more pre-qualification on those leads or contact sales before they be sent to sales. Yep. Um, and so you limit um, who gets sent over. And then potentially look at like if you do have lower level leads um, for like SDR teams or that, you know, even come through contact sales, but there's not the right fit for you, putting in more automation to follow up with them can be really useful. So I, I, I'm never like saying like, oh, let's just remove people and put in like automation for it. But there can be cases where it could be really useful, especially if the conversion rate there is super low, right? Um, or there's just a lot of, uh, woman power there to like do those things that really didn't need to and didn't, weren't mm -hmm. fruitful. Yeah. And I think so automation is an option, but I think what you touched on as well is, is, um, just being more efficient, 
like yeah. when 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 the money supply is high and like just there's money just flowing everywhere you know a lot of these inefficiencies can kind of slip by mm-hmm. um but now that is going to be completely flipped in its head like we need to be a lot more efficient we can't just you know waste a lot of people's time you know because we have less people now maybe or even if you haven't had a layoff situation you know, maybe hiring is going to slow. So then, you know, you just need to make sure you're just getting the maximum value out of everything that you're doing. So a lot of that stuff that just isn't working. And this is why things are big kind of like events like this can actually be a good learning experience for people to like level Mm -hmm. up because you, you have to like really take a look in the mirror and have a really long hard look at like what you're doing and figure out like is this actually serving us is it actually good because if it's not then we have to you know cut it mm-hmm. and then be more efficient so first one you know we I know we've talked about it for a bit now but like just figure out areas that you can automate you know repetitive like relatively you know those simple use cases where you can put automation where it's not going to overcomplicate things the second bit is look for those operational improvements just to drive efficiency yeah and just really be honest with yourself about what's working and what's not working totally um okay i love i love the second one uh, especially because it, it i we're doing something similar for a client right now but it's a uh, cut spend across the tech stack by auditing and identifying the shelfware um yeah i mean i i can first like start and then mm-hmm. i would love for you to add on but um one of one project we're doing right now is like a full tech stack evaluation for a client. And that's really been useful because we're really identifying like, are they getting the most out of that tool? Is there duplication between this tool and another tool? Mm-hmm. And um, what, what's even the cost of that tool compared to like what um, we're seeing out of it? So we're actually doing some ROI calculations. And then um, how are the teams using it? Are they getting value? And I mean, we even saw just, you know, three event platforms. Do we actually need three event platforms? Or were was it just someone had a need, so then they went and got another one when really can we just find one platform that would help? So this might even mean like consolidating your stack, but maybe even looking at new con- new technology to help you um, like yep. serve its purpose. But there's probably a lot of things sitting there that could be cut um, that could then give you the budget back to, you know, do better brand activities or even maintain your team. Totally. Yeah. And I know everyone's got shelfware. So just, again, that's, it's like the looking in the mirror activity and going like, what is really working here? And, you know, again, when times are great, you're just throwing money at all this new tech because it's just cool and it's the latest thing, but you know, was it, is it really now necessary? Mm -hmm. So it's and kind then, of like then, a self-perpetuating thing, though. It's like tech companies are cutting because they know they might not have people renew. But then right. if you, but and this is a good point to tech companies, and this probably sh- should be on here, but we're talking about mops. But like this is where you lean into your customers because if your customers are happy and are really seeing value, like that's super important now because they're a great resource for free marketing. But also you want to make sure you renew. Um, but anyway. Yeah, 100%. Um, but for mop, for a mops person, right? Like you, you could potentially save your salary, yeah. the, your salary, the amount of your salary and cost just by maybe doing an auditing of your tech, you know. Um, and we're, and we're not against tech. Obviously, we're in market operations. We love we love yeah. tech. There's really great you know um, platforms out there. You know, we don't just cut for the sake of it. But yeah. A lot of times, actually, you, you maybe you maybe your budget remains the same, 
for tech, but you've maybe consolidated, you've, you've, you've picked the right platform. Maybe if you remove something to be able to get something because maybe your budget isn't going to grow, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, we were planning on having 20% extra budget for marketing ops next year, but now we're not. So without, we were planning to, you know, maybe buy this other tool, but okay, but we really wanted, we really need that. But like, what can I remove to, to you know, go through yeah. that exercise instead of just adding and adding and adding. Mm-hmm. And then off, and then obviously, you know, as we all know, in marketing ops, the, the complexity that everyone, I have that chart. I don't know if anyone's seen it, which is like, you know, what people think <laughs> is about tech, like the more yeah. tech you have, like the less work for everyone, but really it's like an exponential mm. growth curve of, of how much work. So you know, if you do cut some tech, that means, you know, your team can be more focused on other things because you're not just all like being the glue, kind of keeping all these things together with their like half-baked integrations and like duct tape everywhere. Mm-hmm. So again, like it's another way to just like simplify. Totally. Focus on what's working. Yeah, that that's 100%. And I think um, that it requires a purpose. It requires a strategy and it requires like people to maintain like the use of it and that strategy. So it could even be the people that would normally provide the strategy might not be there anymore. And that also makes the decision quite easy. So number one, do more of less. Think about what you can automate, make operational efficiencies. Number two, review your tech stack. What's the third one? Uh, So never miss an opportunity uh, for enhancing our lead to revenue process. And I guess I kind of alluded this at at number one, but um, yeah, do you want to take that one? Sure. So when deals are maybe in short supply, <laughs> you can't lose a deal. No. Right? So like you got to think about that conversion rate between, you know, when someone's interested to opportunity to customer. So where that, that like when someone's interested, you know, you may call that an MQL, you may just call that a demo request, like whatever. But when someone shows interest, and like this is true interest, like an actual hand raise and not just a white paper download or whatever. Yeah. Like someone actually feels like you contact us or demo or signs up for a free trial, whatever. We need to optimize that process to getting to a customer. Yeah. So that could either, that could be, you know, right now, maybe the process is they fill out a form, you, your team gets a Slack, three days later they respond you know, the person's moved on and it takes 12 days just to get a meeting in the calendar. You know, you can't do that, especially if like budgets might not be cut yet for some of these companies. You might, you need to kind of get in the door maybe now, yeah. right? So like time is of the essence. So make sure that process, that buy, that you, you've created a buyer's process instead of like a sales process, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so if they, if that could, I mean, that could mean some tech investment, like a chili piper. Yeah. So they can book online. It could just mean optimizing the SDR, like making sure the SDRs are well-trained, well-enabled, that they're actually able to have like the right conversation. It could mean maybe even for high um, quality leads, they go straight to AEs. Yeah. With like a, um, yeah. An, uh, with a um, solutions engineer to like just sell like that day, you know, as opposed yeah. to like putting them through hoops, like really reevaluate this, your whole process there from interest to customer and make sure that is optimized because every bit of drop off, you know, could have been a customer, could have improved your revenue, could have improved the situation for your company. Yeah, totally. I love the idea of going straight to AE because uh, I even brought up that with the client because I think everyone kind of leans on what they've seen or known before. And I'm like, well, how come some of our best leads here, why don't we just send them directly to an AE? Because like, and then 
it just seems to make makes sense. They probably want to talk to sales and then we mm. don't have to you know, bother them with someone who doesn't understand right. in and between. And try to qualify, like, <laughs> so we need to, like, qualify you. But it's like, I mean, it's we've got the tools now. We already to kind know of you're qualified. That, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So cool. don't miss the opportunity to enhance that lead to revenue process. I mean, we talk about this all the time, so should be doing it anyway. Uh, and then four, level up the team through training and enablement to cover more skill sets during a hiring freeze. Um, I, I think this is great because i i do think that this is actually for junior marketers or people who maybe still have their jobs and are in a junior role it's a great time to kind of lean in to doing as much as you can because mm -hmm. i think both you and i we started our careers like after a recession and it was great because during during <laughs> yeah during a recession and it was tough like you had to be an intern but and then you had to really prove yourself and then you ended up doing like responsibilities that probably should have been for someone who is like much more senior. But be, and if you, if you show the ability of like this thirst to like learn and be proactive, like you, you're probably going to keep your job because you are probably, it's hard to say this, but like a cheaper resource, but you also have the ability to take on a lot and, and fill in those gaps. And so um, but I think for marketing ops, like you have the skill set, like you see what's going on and you know how to scale out programs. And so this is a time where like with you can be a center of excellence and really train and enable your team to do more, um, do more with less, give and then also maybe teach them to be even like more data literate. And they probably want to be because they're going to have to make quick changes understand um how what's working and what's not because really this is the time to cut out anything that's not working yeah we actually had the same advice i remember when we did the a similar podcast at the beginning of COVID, because at that time um like all the events were cancelled and i remember us saying for yeah. your events team try and like pivot them to helping you in mops like there's so much work to do in yeah. mops and you could like help reskill someone and keep their job um so that there's an opportunity there because mm -hmm. one, you know, mops is such a painful, you know, a painful kind of like position to lose, right? Like every company has, has been around a while now that has been around a while that has a mops person that then left has felt the pain of like not having the mops person. So like you might be maybe safer than other people in, in the company, but if you can help, um, you know, reposition them, get them support on your team. Like if you do have an open head count, um, or if there isn't any layoffs and it's kind of like, let's just, your, your hiring is paused and you were maybe going to go from a mops team of one to three or whatever, or five to 10, then now you've got an opportunity where some, some other people on your team might have a bit more time, might have a bit more interest, might be more kind of willing to be like your kind of advocate or someone that's going to be kind of chipping in on the mops side. So just be more open to that model where like you are leveraging more people on the team and maybe decentralize enough that you can get their support. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, train them and spend that time to, to level them up. So then they're able to, you know, be data literate, are able to be kind of like an analytics minded person. They're able to think operationally. Like all of these skill sets are going to help them and your company if you're able to just um, disperse that more than just keeping it within your operations team. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'll even add on to that to say for Mops, like make sure you're doing your own training 
too during True. this time and skill set and level up because if there's ever a time where your skill set is a value, it's now. Um, and, and Mops, like, you're really going to be like, look, Dot, like, are you an expert in what you're doing? Then you're a great resource to hold on to. So yeah, make yourself and invaluable. I'll add on to that. Um, I heard a thing someone said the other day. I hadn't actually really heard this before, but it kind of makes it, they're like, consultants uh, need, like, and during good times, companies go to consultants to help them. And then during bad times, company goes, companies go to help consultants help them. And MOPS, I think a lot of people in MOPS have said this, you know, I'm not the first person says, we're kind of like this internal, like, yeah. consultant, center of excellence, like you said, mm-hmm. kind of person that is there, kind of the glue keeping everything together, but also advising the business on what to do next, because you're the closest to the data, like, you are that position. Mm-hmm. So like, really think of it like that, right? Like, yes, during the good time, you were there helping them grow. And now during the bad time, you've got to help this company survive or help this company even thrive during this time. And that and that all of these kind of things that we're talking about here are ways to do that, especially with this like working with the wider team in a way that maybe you haven't in the past. Totally. All right. Last one, number five, and we've already kind of touched on it, but really mobs can help the team make better decisions with better analytics to help leadership allocate budget more effectively. I think this is even not just leadership, but everyone kind of make better decisions on where the budget's going. Um, so I mean, to your point earlier during this time, like if you can help manage costs and be more effective with your, like your spend, that's great. Like that's going to definitely, um, help, you know, with your bottom line. Um, so I think mops folks, and I think this for the skill set thing for mops folks is actually too, if you're not comfortable with data and, um, like getting this type of reporting or even if there's no one even managing a budget i think there's a lot of teams where like no one is really even doing that very well so this might be a time to like lean into that and step up and be that person um and that would show you as like just an incredible kind of resource and also it's super helpful for helping these teams make their decisions totally yeah i've said this a few times just on this podcast like during the good times like things slip or like people kind of it's just that maybe there isn't as like scrutiny on decision making. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, let's just throw a million into these paid ads or let's just throw <laughs> this into that. Now there is intense scrutiny on deci- on decision making when it mm-hmm. comes to budget. Yeah. And how do you make decisions, right? Like you can put your finger in the wind and guess, or you can try and have a more analytical, informed decision making process. Mm-hmm. Um, and who are they going to turn to? right? The person that's been, you know, deep in the data and helping in analytics Mm. for however long you've been at the company. So really be proactive, go to your leadership tomorrow and like with a report, with a dashboard, like ask them if they need help, like really align with your leadership team to see how you can help them leverage um, the data that you have. And we've talked about that as like the one way to um, become best friends or help or with your CMO, like, you are if you are the person closest data and analytics that is like your love language between you and leadership is like data (laughs) and and analytics and helping them make decisions because when they're in that leadership position all they're doing all day is making decisions and if you can make them make them easier make them feel more confident in their decision making they're going to want to keep you around yeah i will add here too that you don't need tools to do this i think a lot of times people think oh analytics or budgeting okay what tool am i going to buy well in this case you probably don't have the budget to buy one 
But so think about ways where you can also give these insights without having to invest in a tool, especially for maybe ones who are going to, but then can't now. So they're like even budgeting, you can do that like on the campaign object you can do in Google Sheets, like you can figure out a way to do it effectively. Also with attribution, you can put in maybe even like look at your simple kind of lead source attribution, or you can even put self-reported attribution, which could be very useful for the team and putting that onto your forms um, and asking the prospect. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, maybe um, saying like, okay, we need a process to um, gather information from our customers on that too, and trying to do better insight into what marketing to do. So there's ways you can get around this without having to invest in fancy tools. Totally. Yeah. So if we go through it, first one, think about ways to automate and make operational efficiencies. Number two, um, reviewing your tech stack. Is there any shelfware in there or any um, opportunities for con consolidation? Number three, making sure that lead to revenue process is not leaky, right? You need to make sure you're closing every deal you can. And you, really, you, don't, want to, you, want to, you don't want it to be Mops's fault that it's leaky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number four, helping level up the team with training and enablement. Um, so you've got more coverage over the skill sets you need during a hiring freeze or layoff period. Mm -hmm. And the last one, aligning with your leadership to make sure they have the analytics that they need. Totally. Yeah. I really like this um, episode. I hope it was super valuable for you all. Any final comments? Yeah, I think the other, the last thing I'll say is, you know, um, there's a lot of kind of anxiety with everything right now. Um, the, the positives that I see for MOPS is that is this basically. Yeah. You know, like we, we very much can pivot and help the business regardless of that macro environment. So like feel confident in your skill set. Like yeah. there was a, there was a, I mean, go just like three podcasts ago, right? Like it was, the situation was there's not enough MOPS people. That suddenly hasn't changed, you know, three weeks later, right? There's the, the skill set is still in demand. There's still not enough people with the skill set. Yeah. So you are in a good position. It doesn't mean that we're all going to get out of this like perfectly unscathed. Who knows? Like it could be better or worse than what everyone's saying. But what it, it, you should feel confident in, in your skill sets. You just make sure you just need to lean into what we've talked about and position yourself well with your skill set and apply it to what the business cares about. And, and ultimately, we've been talking about this for years, right? Like uh, MOPS needs to align to the business priorities mm -hmm. and need a roadmap around that. Um, and actually, I guess if we want to add another number, a number six, have a long-term roadmap. Yes. Because then if the business knows you are working on things that are aligned to aligned to what they need and you they don't really wouldn't want to stop that momentum. Yeah. Or or they're gonna go, oh shit, who's gonna do that work? Right. <laughs> yeah. If they go like, what's this person working on? And they go, oh nothing really. They're just putting out fires here and there. That's a different conversation than, oh, they're working on this. They're helping us launch our PLG process that we have to do, or they're helping us cut costs in this way, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So just making sure that you're just really aligned to what the business cares about is, is always true, but especially now. So yeah. So definitely, you know, see how you can figure that out. And hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, things will be rosier. If not, you know, things will always come back around again. You know, like the world is always in this cyclical process. So, um, so yeah, I, I think that MOPS is well positioned to weather a storm. And I, and I think if we apply these principles and, and focus areas, then we're positioning, positioning ourselves well. Totally. 
Awesome. Well, um, if you enjoyed this episode of Forward Thinking, feel free to share it with a colleague or friend or leave us a review. We really um, enjoy people doing that so you can spread the word about forward thinking. Um, and we hope to see you next time. Have a good day.